Hello and welcome to the Eternity Project podcast. My name's Esther Corrigan and I'll be your host along with my husband, Matt. Eternity Project is a UK-based Catholic ministry sharing the teaching of St John Paul II's Theology of the Body. We really believe that this teaching can change hearts, change lives, change families and even change society. Today we'll be talking to the wonderful Sister Mary Paul, who is a consecrated religious sister originally from Texas, who now lives and works within the Archdiocese of Vienna in Austria. Sister Mary Paul has an absolute wealth of knowledge about theology of the body and a real heart for unity between people. And she's going to be sharing her take on why and how we can make a gift of ourselves to others. Yeah, so today we are really blessed to have with us Sister Mary Paul. Sister, would you tell us just a little bit about yourself to start us off? Sure. So I come originally from Texas. I was born and raised in Texas, and and I've actually lived now for 16 years in Austria, which I can hardly believe that it's been that long. Um, I've been a consecrated uh, religious sister now for 23 years which I also can hardly believe that it's been that long. Yeah, so I, I, I went to the convent when I was 18 and, and it's just been nothing but an adventure since then. The last, the, last, um, the last 10 years I've lived in this little village in, in Austria, Heinburg, Heinburg on der Donau it's called. And uh, I've been serving in, in this house, it's called Mysterium Christi which means the mystery of Christ. And I won't try to explain what our ministry is because it's, <laughs> it's quite complicated and it's kind of like a mystery. So the house has a good name, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but it has to do with, with, with the preparation of, of the church. Um, and when I say the church, I'm talking about the wider body of believers for the return of the Lord in glory. So, so just thinking about all the things that need to happen before, before mm-hmm. Jesus comes back as the bridegroom. Wow. Yeah. We know he's coming back because, because the Bible tells us, um, um, and we're not, um, we're not trying to say when he's coming back or how he's coming back, but he is coming back. And, and it's something that we should get ready for. So, yeah. so, yeah. So this is what I'm busy about yeah. <laughs> in, days, in the mm. last 10 years um, and doing a lot with, with uh, ecumenical work and work with, especially with Jewish, Jewish people, which mm-hmm. is really cool. I, I love that. I've been to Israel a lot recently and my heart is aching in these days of lockdown to mm. return to Jerusalem. So, wow. Well, so that, that's really fascinating. You just, the, the variety and the, the uniqueness of your work, I think, mm. in your ministry is something that is just incredible. So tell us a little bit about um, something that we, we will always ask people when we discuss Theology of the Body with them, of course. How did you come across Theology of the Body for yourself? How does that fit in that life of ministry? That's a really good question. So my introduction to Theology of the Body came through a, a series of, of cassette tapes made by Christopher West. Um, like so many people <laughs> yeah 
So I was, this was in 19, I think like 1990, it must have been 1998. I was driving back and forth every day to university. And I had an hour there and an hour, hour back. And one of the sisters in the convent handed me this, this big thick like book that had cassette tapes in it. And she said, wow. you should listen to these. These are really good. And, and I had time to listen to them like three or four times, you know, because I was, I was driving back and forth so much. And I was just blown away. I was absolutely blown away by what I heard. Mm. And, and I had to listen to them again and again, because, because I always thought, is that true what I'm listening to, <laughs> you know? Mm. Mm. Um, and, and it really impacted me that initial introduction into into um, theology of the body, because for the first time I heard I heard someone talking about sexuality in a really positive sense, and it was, yeah. it was something healthy, and it was something how should I say it was something good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and actually one of the one of the points that fascinated me was when he would talk about, uh, and later, of course, I started reading all the stuff from, from John Paul II and, and other books, but the topic of, of glorified humanity, or as, as some books say, eschatological man, mm. this was fascinating for me because, because it, it, it's exactly about what I'm doing now. It's thinking about of course, what, yeah. what will humanity be like when Jesus comes back again. Right. And reflecting on that. And I also found in that where I fit in as a consecrated person, because there was a point, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to, or I had already made my consecration and I'm listening to this, to these cassette tapes about human sexuality and marriage. And I did have a crisis moment at one point and I thought, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> But then I got to the point of, of, of glorified humanity and, and I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's, that's somehow how I fit into this scheme. And um, I can't say I fully understand it, but I, but I, you know, it's like a prophetic vision. Mm. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in between, but um, when I met, when I met Father Peter, who started the house where I, where I live now and, and, and what I'm, what I'm taking care of now, his whole thing was about the second coming and, and, um, pre preparing for the second coming and getting ready for it, for this and, and Jesus, the bridegroom, you know, and, and I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. And he was like, but have, have you heard people talk about it? And, and I said, yeah, you know, John Paul II, Theology of the Body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, this is the thing um, is, there's, it's maybe a part of Theology of the Body that is perhaps lesser known. Mm. Um, you know, we, we do spend a lot of our time kind of stressing, it's not just about sex, it's not just sex education, but, you know, that's a, a definite topic that we'll come on to in the series of podcasts down the mm. line is this idea of celibacy for the kingdom and how does um, the celibate man or the celibate woman reflect eschatological manner reflect our unity mm. with christ that's coming right yeah. and, and what what will what will heaven be like what yeah will, yeah we'll have to get you back yeah already um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. um now when we 
first met you four or five years ago now. Um, you came to the, the community that we were uh, we were part of, we, we still are part of Zion community, um, and you gave us a series of talks on the idea of the spirituality of communion. Mm. Um, and one of the things that really, really stuck out to me in that was um, what you called um, and what is known as the hermeneutic of the gift, this idea of seeing the, the world around us, but particularly the, the other people in it um, as, as a gift. Um, and this is obviously something that John Paul talks about. And so um, we were hoping you'd be able to then give us uh, an understanding of what does it mean to make a gift of ourselves and, and why is that important? This is one of my favorite, <laughs> all time favorite topics to talk about. So yeah, what does it mean to make a gift of, of, of oneself? Mm. So I think, I think we, we just have to start at the beginning. Um, the only way to to really answer that question is to is to go back to the first chapter of Genesis, when it says that uh, that we that we were made in His image and likeness. We were made in 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 their image and likeness. You know <laughs> mm. that uh, so so we're made in the image and likeness of God, who presents Himself to us as as like a plural. You know the 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 um, pronoun that is used in in Genesis is is uh, let us make man in our image. So so there's this this plurality of persons going on, and we're made in the image and likeness of that. So what does it mean to be gift? The only way to answer that is to look at at who is God, because he he is the gift, and it's mm -hmm. perfect um, that that you know we're having this. Maybe maybe this is going to be uh listen to sometime later but right now we're getting ready for christmas you know and yeah so, so jesus who's given as gift um and so then we go to 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 the second chapter of genesis and of course you know we all know the story um god god is god's creating everything he's 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 speaking so everything is coming into being because of something that goes out from god you know nothing just nothing just appears it's 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 through his word so something something goes out from him something is given from him and it comes into being and and then and then he takes the earth and he and he forms man and again he breathes into so he gives of he gives of himself so that man can be alive mm. then he puts man in the garden and says, I'm giving you all of this. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he says, he says, all this is yours. And he gives him some rules to follow. And, and, and then eventually he gives him uh, the woman, he gives him Eve, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and so the whole story of creation is, is about God giving and giving and giving and giving. And we are made in the image and likeness of God, who is a giver. Mm. And so it means that we have this built into, into ourselves, into it's in our DNA to also be, to be a giver, to be gift, to, to be given. But that also means that we're created to receive. Mm. And so it's this, it's this uh, eternal back and forth between giving and receiving and giving and receiving. And this is, um, this is my way of saying what John Paul II called the hermeneutic of the gift. 
um, and, and understanding who God is through this vision of, of, of giving, 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 but God also receives, 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 you know, John, the, the gospel of John chapters 14 to six, 14 to 17. There's so many places where Jesus says something about everything I have, I've received from the father and I'm giving it back to him yeah. and I'm sending you the spirit. And I'm, you know, and so this, this language is there all through scripture of, of, of God who gives and because God gives and we're made in his image and likeness, we're also called to, to give. Right. And, and this is one of the most amazing, uh, for me, it's one of the most amazing parts of, of the whole teaching and theology of the body about what does it mean to be gift um, and, and how, how God does that in us, how, how he, how he, if we allow him, how, how it happens. So um yeah i haven't really answered the question yet <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fascinating. so what is what does it mean to make a gift of 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 oneself when when i think about this question i see it i see it in different in different kind of levels or different yeah different aspects first of all there's we're called be, to be in relationship with god mm. so there needs to be a, a giving and receiving between me and him so there's there's this one level of of communion of of uh, of giving and receiving but i'm also i'm also supposed to be in relationship with the creation around me so i've been given the gift of creation but i'm called to be gift to creation much more sort of philosophical maybe more difficult to understand but extremely important is being in relationship with myself mm -hmm. And I think, I think we can really find um, this relationship of relationship of self in the words, uh, they were naked, but they weren't ashamed. Yeah. You know? yeah. This like kind of perfect relationship with yourself is when, is when shame has no space to be, no, no, no place to be. And of course, then there's the communion between Adam and Eve and, and, um, and actually, uh, for years now, I'm doing, I'm doing a very practical uh, exercise at the beginning of every, I do it at the beginning of every school year because I was teaching for so many years. So <laughs> I feel like my year begins um, in September. <laughs> maybe, maybe Matt, you have the, the similar experience. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> and now yeah. I realize it's, it's also a bit Jewish because the the Jewish people have their fall feasts, you know, right? so it's kind of cool that uh, they also feel that they begin a new year then. Um, but at the beginning of every year, every September, um, I really ask the Lord, okay, so uh, how can I be a better gift, Lord, to you this year? How can I be a better gift for, for my garden where you've put me? this year how can i be a better gift for myself how can i be a better gift to the people around me um i could make a i could make a list <laughs> for every for every one you know for every category i could make a huge list and then i would be discouraged and <laughs> um, <laughs> not know how to, <laughs> to carry on but i asked the lord to, to point out like one thing from each mm. and um 
and he usually does. Sometimes he, he really focuses on one, one specific thing. And then I try during that year to really work on that, uh, on that. And I, and I've realized that, you know, uh, if my, if my being a gift is out of, out of, um, balance out of, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm not in a good relationship with God, meaning receiving the gift of who he is and being gift to him, then all the other relationships are getting messed up. If I'm, uh, if I'm, if I'm not, um, having a good relationship with creation around me, you know, if I'm just allowing myself to live in, in, you know, just mess everywhere and disarray, then, then I find that my relationship with other people suffer. Mm. Um, and, and so, so I'm giving, I'm giving just one, one level of example, but for me being a, making a gift of myself is, is making a gift of myself to God, to others, to myself, and to the world, to the world around me. And, um, and each one is building on the other. And, mm. you know, the hope is that year by year, it's going to, the gift is going to get better and better and better. Yeah. Um, I wonder if um, you mentioned it's sort of a practical exercise for you at the start of each year. So I wonder, are, are there any examples of what the call has been to make a better gift of yourself that you'd be comfortable sharing perhaps? Sure. sure. Um, this is a very funny one, I think. Um, so when I first moved here to Heinberg, Father Peter uh, was still alive. And one of the jobs I had was to make sure um, I was cooking for him and, and making sure the house was taken care of. Um, and what, what ended up happening was that the whole house would be like amazing. Food was amazing. Father Peter's clothes were clean and ironed and everything. But my room <laughs> was like <laughs> the place where everything landed, <laughs> you know, and 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 I found myself um, just frustrated, you know, and then my frustration turned into um, kind of a not a good uh, community with Father Peter um, and and I was asking the Lord, you know, how, how do I remedy this? Because, because, you know, I, I wanted, I, I wanted to have a good relationship with father Peter. And when the Lord said to me, you spend as much time cleaning up your room as you do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, what, you know, because I felt, I felt that, um, you know, our, as Catholics, we like to, to uh, make sacrifices and mm -hmm. offer it up and, you know, take the yeah. last play mm -hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. And, and the Lord, the Lord just kind of rebuked that attitude in me and said, no, you know, I, this is the garden I put you in. Mm. I put you, you know, yes, the house, but that, that's kind of like my job, but my, my space is like, you know, my home, this is the garden where he put me. And he said, I've also, I've also asked you to steward that. Mm. And, and so I started to do that. And suddenly things just started improving with, <laughs> with Father Peter. Um, but a, um, 
a more, much more serious example. Um, like if I think about communion with self, like my relationship with self, how can I be gift for myself? Mm. Um, you know, this one is, I mean, on each of these, you could just spend so much time thinking yeah. and talking about them. Yeah. To, to be in, in relationship with myself, I have to receive myself, mm -hmm. you know, because part of being a gift is to receive, is to mm. also receive gifts. So we love because he first loved us. You know, John's, John's letter says that, you know, you can love because he first loved you. How can, how can I be a gift for others if I haven't received myself yet? And, um, and receiving myself means receiving everything about myself my past, the things I don't like about myself, the things I like about myself. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like really learning in a way humility mm. to, to think this is just who I am. Humility at the, at the end of the day is truth. It's yeah. not, yeah. It's not just putting yourself onto the ground. It's saying, well, that's, that's good. And that's not so good. And yeah, there, there have been many years. And I think, I think this is one of the areas where the Lord um, he's going to keep giving me this exercise year mm. after year until I get it, that the only way I can really be gift to others is to first fully receive who I am. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think um, just as you were speaking there, the way that I most relate to that is as, as a mother. And I was hearing that in what you're saying about your relationship with Father Peter as well. You know, not physical motherhood, but spiritual motherhood, your nurturing instinct. And you know, this is by no means exclusive to women. We all do this in different types of relationships, but um, that temptation to give and give and give until it actually just breaks us and, and empties us um, and we're not being filled. You know, it's so easy as a, as a mother, physical or spiritual, to so just thinking that my identity comes from serving my children and giving of myself constantly um, to the point where you know, it's so common you hear people who are new parents mothers and fathers saying I don't feel like me anymore I've forgotten who I am you know mm. who who was I before I was a parent um and then sort of reconciling that with what you were saying about receiving yourself and making sure that it's not just an assumption that we will give and give and give but that we're giving from the right place mm -hmm. and that we are balancing it in the right way with allowing ourselves to receive as well mm. you know that for me that might be allowing myself to receive an hour away from our toddler and let Matt take him when it's offered rather than feeling like you know I, no no I can't let you do that because I have to be the one serving him mm. I you know it's bad of me to stop giving for a time but actually that moment either literally or just spiritually in prayer allowing yourself to pause and receive in order to then give back out I think makes a lot of sense it, ring, it definitely mm. rings true for me and I think for a lot of people exactly another another silly example that I remember was you know, being in community and you know queuing up for dinner and all the all the good all the good Catholics you know saying oh no after you after you and I, I would always just get so frustrated I'm like then no it's getting cold come on <laughs> I'm going to accept your, your, you know, <laughs> allowing me to go first. I'm not going to feel bad about that. I'm going to receive it. <laughs> exactly. You know, one, one, um, one thing that I, I, uh, I'm not sure is so strongly 
yeah, I, I would have to go back and really search um, if, if he's mentioned this in, in the writing, John Paul II. Um, but as I've, as I've been working a lot uh, with Jewish people and especially with Messianic Jewish people, I've begun to understand a lot more about Shabbat, about the mm -hmm. Sabbath. And, uh, and I think this topic has a lot to do with, with, um, with being a gift yeah. and receiving gift and like giving and receiving because uh, I was, I was at a international gathering of, 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 it was like Messianic Jews, Christians of all different denominations. And we were celebrating uh, the Sabbath together. It was a Friday oh. evening and this one um, Messianic Jewish couple were, were, were leading the, leading the celebration. And they said something that I never, like I never thought of before, but it's, it's exactly, it's just right there that on the sixth day, human beings were created. And then on the seventh day, what was the first thing they did? Like, what was the first thing that human beings did? They rested. They rested. And this, this is like, so against our concept of um, what we're supposed to do mm. with our lives, you know? Mm. Um, but in, I really believe in original creation, God created us primarily to rest. And, yeah. and this, this, this rest that comes when we can fully have this communion with, with him, with one another, with our creation around us, with ourselves, like this kind of rest, mm. it, you know, it's what we all long for. Mm. Yeah. We're longing for this rest. And I think what you've hit there as well is that um, making a gift of self is about being, it's not about doing. Yeah. So yeah. God doesn't call us to give a gift. He calls us to be a gift. And there's a, a distinct difference there. Mm. It's not about what I can buy for other people or make for other people or um, even what I can do in in purely acts of service you know that's a, that's a part of my gift giving but it's not all dependent on that it's actually just about who i am and allowing myself to be opened to the other person mm. and that might be you know sitting down for a cup, cup of tea together it doesn't seem very productive does it but just the gift of time and the gift of me actually sharing what's on my heart or, or asking the other person what's on their heart I think it, one of our previous episodes we talked about that kind of intentionality mm. of of sharing with people and, and building unity mm. that way and building intimacy that way but it is it, you know it's so true of of the dimension of the gift in particular mm. that it is about being it's not doing a gift and it and it really ties in with like I went back when I was when I was thinking about these questions and there's a there is a one of his one of his um the general audience from January the 16th. And it's like all about this topic. It's, it's so, there's so much like stuff in that, in this, uh, it's January the 16th, 1980. And there's, there's a couple of quotes in there that are like my all time favorite quotes from, from Theology of the Body. Mm. Because he talks about, he talks about the freedom of the gift and that, and that the gift can only be free when it's, when it's, um, when there's a self mastery, yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, and I want to connect this to what you just said about being, because like in our world today, 
you can't put freedom and self-mastery in the same sentence together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because because True. most people's definition of freedom is just to to do what I want to do, to be yeah. who I want to be, to, you know. Um, but but in the teaching from from John Paul II, he's saying, no, you know, you can only be free when 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 the component of self-mastery is there. And I think I think the reason we get hung up on this is because we try we like have, have you heard the expression i'm i'm white knuckling it you know like yeah like <laughs> like the only way to do self-mastery is to like try really hard and just force yeah. myself and that's that is not freedom that is misery you know it's absolute misery yeah. to um to achieve self-mastery <laughs> you can't you can't achieve self-mastery that way you can't achieve freedom that way and you can't be a gift that way yeah. and and i i think we get stuck in that because i i know the lord has this this would be this would be a whole other like <laughs> monologue but the so many ways that the lord has healed me in my life mm. like so many ways that he has healed me and and I have realized, you know, I went to the convent was when I was 18. I, I, I had had an experience of the Lord. I was in love with him. I, I, you know, I was making a gift of myself at the age of 18, the best way I knew how, you know, I was, I was full mm -hmm. of fire. I was excited, but then, you know, like some years down the road, I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> like I I had, yeah. I had absolutely no idea I wasn't I wasn't free to give my gift back then because because this part of my life wasn't wasn't healed this wasn't reconciled this was a mess <laughs> you know um I I believe the Lord received my gift but at that stage in my life so much of what I was doing was the like white knuckling it you know mm -hmm. like okay now I'm in the convent now it means I have to be really good. <laughs> you know? um, but then, but then once I once I started to allow the Lord to heal me, then suddenly, suddenly these questions of self mastery. Uh, so I finish the sentence and then I say the but. These questions of self mastery became much more simple because because it's it's a better definition is just letting the Lord be the Lord of your life. Mm -hmm. And when he's the Lord of your life, he's the healer. He's the redeemer. He's the one who sets us free. And I don't have to try anymore. I don't have to, I don't have to, yeah. you know, force myself to be good anymore. Um, the, but is I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, he still yeah. needs to yeah. heal so much in me. He's still, you know, and I need to let him and, 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 and the road that I'm on is definitely like becoming much more a human being and less and less a human doing and, mm -hmm. and being the gift. So we recognize, you know, that there is the, the beauty in, in making ourselves uh, a gift and, and you know, allowing ourselves to, to receive the gift of others. But we know that also we live in a broken world. We don't live within that original state that, that John Paul talks about. Um, We're vulnerable when we make a gift. Yeah. And so what we wanted to ask you to consider is, what do you think is the best way to respond 
when your gift isn't received by someone. Or you feel maybe that yeah. Received. yeah, there's there's a um, there's a quote uh, in this January sixteenth teaching that I that I mentioned, and I actually I'm I'm not going to read the whole quote because it's really long. Um, you know how John Paul II was writing with you know a lot of comma yeah. another phrase <laughs> comma parentheses. <laughs> yeah. So I I tried to take out uh, some of the extra stuff so. But, but this, this quote touches on what you just asked, uh, I think. He says, the human body reveals not only its masculinity or femininity on the physical level, but reveals also such a value and such a beauty that it goes beyond the simple physical level of sexuality. This meaning points to a particular power to express the love in which man becomes gift and what corresponds to this gift, and here, here comes the important part, is power and deep availability for the affirmation of the person. And that, that, that is to say, literally the power to live the fact that the other is someone unique and unrepeatable, someone chosen by eternal love. Like when, when, when I read that, I said, yeah, if somebody doesn't receive the gift of, if, if, I, if, if I'm putting myself out there and, and I'm speaking on a, on a very like general way, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you can apply all of this to the, to the topic of marriage, hmm. but just in, just in a general relationship level with, you know, friends, siblings, you know, <laughs> if you put yourself out there you know, make yourself vulnerable, put yourself out there um, and, and offer the gift of who you are and it's rejected. Um, there, there is a feeling there of the person hasn't seen me. Um, the, the, um, the person isn't even giving me the time. It, they're, not even, they're not even making themselves available to consider accepting the gift. And, and then the last thing that he says is, is that the person realizes I'm something unique and unrepeatable, someone chosen by eternal love. And, you know, even, even when I say it, I feel like almost selfish to say that, but, but this is the reality of, of who each mm -hmm. person is. There's no person created, um, uh, uh, identical to someone else. We're all unique. We're all unrepeatable. Um, and eternal love has chosen me. Eternal love has chosen you. And when I just totally like ignore you, ignore the gift of who you are, I'm, I'm in, I'm ignoring something that he has chosen. And this is, you know, this is breaking his heart. It has to break his heart. And this is what we're doing, like, <laughs> we're doing this all the time <laughs> to each other, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so how to respond if the gift isn't received? Um, I think this question can get really, really, um, it can get really muddy, if I can say it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, I think the only way to a healthy answer 
is, is about checking my relationship with God himself. Wow. Because if, mm. if I put myself out there and I'm, and I'm rejected, let me, let me put it another way. It can happen sometimes that I need to be needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah, I want to so say, true. you know, that actually, actually being received by the other person is filling up a need in me. And, and, and that's just, that's just not going to work, you know, like, it's just, it just doesn't work, <laughs> you know, to, to need to be needed. And, um, and if, if, if I'm receiving my acceptance, just in the first place from God, he, he receives me, he sees me, he, he acknowledges that I'm unrepeatable and, and chosen by him. If I receive all of that from, from him and really receive it from him, then I don't need to receive it from other people. It's yeah. nice. It's a bonus. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the cherry on top of the ice cream. <laughs> um, but I don't, um, I don't require it in the relationship. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so it, it can get really muddy because, because, because all of these things, all, all of this, what it says in this one sentence, you know, that, that, that I'm seen, that I'm, I'm chosen. This is what we're made for. So it's not necessarily a bad thing that we desire it. Mm. Um, but if, uh, if I spend my life being, being disappointed that, that the world around me doesn't receive it, doesn't receive who I am, then it's just like, it's, it's running on the hamster wheel, you know, it's like, yeah. it's never going to go anywhere. Yeah. So I think, I think avoiding, uh, needing to be needed is really important. Yeah. I think also, um, you know, what I was hearing there as well in what you're saying about, um, receiving that affirmation from the father first and foremost, um, yeah. Okay. So I was, um, yeah, I was just saying what I was hearing and what you were saying about receiving that affirmation from the father first and foremost was also sort of making me think, well, you, know, you said it, it's natural to desire that affirmation. So when we don't receive it from other people, it's going to hurt. It's going to leave a wound. Um, but perhaps it's about instead of dwelling on that wound or resenting the wound, maybe the important thing is to acknowledge the wound and take that back to the father. Yeah. Taking that that hurt into prayer and saying, you know, heal the wound that they've made, fill the space that they've left mm -hmm. empty in me. So we're, we're inviting more affirmation from the father. We're inviting him to, to give us what we desire to receive, which is a gift to him in itself. So we're actually turning that rejection into an opportunity for God to give to us what he wants to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we look at Jesus as well, I think, you know, there's two things that stood out to me as you were speaking there, that, that Jesus had that complete trust and, and love and knew that he was loved by his father, and yet he was completely rejected by men. And that just really stood out to me that, that yeah, that he gave himself, he gave everything of himself and was rejected by, by many and still is rejected yeah. by many. Um, but because of his deep trust and his relationship with his father, 
he knows he knew that's who he true. was yeah and uh yeah that's that's where we need to need to aim for well well sister thank you so much for giving up your time we know it's late at night where you are <laughs> over in vienna um, and thank you for sharing your wisdom and, and sharing your life with us you know i think i think mm -hmm. we can say you know you've you've really made a gift of yourself to us this evening and, and to each and every person who's going to be listening for what you've shared so thank you for for that gift we're, that you've given we're really grateful if if people want to know to know more about you or about what you you do um is there a, a signpost that we can point them to for you uh actually i've got a website yeah Brilliant. we can uh, we can put that in the show we'll notes show. um it is it is uh not updated <laughs> <laughs> but um but there's some stuff there you know i i just want to um i don't know if i can say a closing thing yeah, yeah of, course, of course um no i just i just want to thank i just want to thank both of you and i hope this doesn't come across really strange but uh what a gift it is for me to hear to to hear your testimony that that these teachings from however long ago it was uh was something that impacted you um like that's that's just a gift for me to hear that and i just i i really want to thank god for it because yeah because um you know he is so faithful he is so faithful to um yeah to bring encouragement and to <laughs> to to be the multiplier of of, of things and um yeah so so yeah it's it's amazing you know like john paul ii threw out the seed of hermeneutic of the gift and it touched me and so i repeated it and then it touched you mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know and so so my prayer is that it will just just continue to go out because you know he he is coming mm. he's come he's coming he's getting ready to come the bridegroom is getting ready to come and um and and revelation tells us that the bride needs to make herself get ready you know and this is like the ultimate preparation of the gift the ultimate becoming gift is the bride making herself ready for his coming yeah making herself as gift and we need the Holy Spirit for that. And we need one another for that and to encourage one another in love. And so, yeah, thank you guys for being gift and for. <laughs> wow, what a note to end on. Jesus is coming, guys. He is. <laughs>